Hi, this is Dee Wallace from E.T. and Cujo in the Howling, and you're listening to The Horror Squad. Welcome back to the Horror Squad podcast. We have a giant show today. We're going to talk about everything 2019, our best movies, our worst movies, our good enough but didn't make the top 10 cut, things like that. So we're going to go ahead and get started. Oh, also we're doing our end of the year trivia, which we're super excited for. You guys remember the rules for that. Uh, Winner gets $30 item from each of us. Uh, Unfortunately, Sam's not here tonight, uh, but she'll be here for next episode. So let's just get into it, guys. Did you have a good New Year's? Anyone do anything? Um, I, yeah, I had a good time. I went to, um, the, uh, Fit Bar here, which is like an arcade bar, and they oh, had fun. a karaoke night. Yeah, and they had a, they had like a karaoke party for New Year's, so, yeah, I went to that. I sang, What'd you uh, sing, buddy? Green Day. I sang Green Day when I come around. Did you do the um, guitar parts, too? Bam, 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 bam. Yeah, I did it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it was a good, it was a good time, um, and, uh, yeah. That's about it. That was my New Year's. Awesome. And I, uh, my, my wife's still sick, so hmm. I stayed in this year. And we just ordered some food and watched something that I won't talk about. <laughs> Pretty much the worst TV ever. Jersey Shore. Yeah. Oh, no, worse than that. Worse than that. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah it's, a, it's a show called I Love Money. It's like some VH1 oh. fucking thing from like, I don't know if you remember back in the day when they had like, celebrities that would do kind of bachelor type shows it's like uh flavor fate like oh, flavor yeah, yeah, yeah. had one and like um a bunch of them had one <laughs> this is like a combination of all of them in an all-star season where they oh. compete for money it's like total fucking trash <laughs> uh, but whatever was, I mean, she loves that stuff so that's what, what i did for new year's well, hopefully she's doing stronger. better Oops, yeah, excuse me sorry uh what did i do um Eating with the fam? Yeah, we went and got Buffalo Wild Wings, which took, uh, the wait was like an hour, 15 minutes. Oh. But thankfully, we ordered our shit online, so I only had to wait like 35 extra minutes for it. But yeah. it was the worst I've ever had. I got home. Stupid of me, I didn't check the you know the, what the wings looked like. They were basically just chicken nuggets that were had like hints of sauce on them. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess you don't order from food for, you know, New Year's Day or New Year's Eve, like that, because that's what you get. But uh, other than that, just watch the stupid ball drop, and that was about it. So nothing nice. too crazy. Yeah, drank a couple uh, Mike's Hard's lemonades. It's about as crazy as I got. <laughs> yeah, we went out for Chinese food, and the, the food was actually really good. I feel like that's like what most people do is order Chinese on New Year's. Chinese. That's, funny, Chinese. that's exactly what I wanted to do, but uh, the line was so big that I ended up going to KFC instead. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. And I started a new podcast, actually. I was listening to, um, it's called Podcast 99. It's all about Woodstock 99. Uh, it's pretty interesting. I thought you meant like you started recording. and you, I'm like, what? Yeah, yeah, exactly. When? When did this? Started also, this is my last episode. <laughs> yeah, I started listening to a new podcast. And yeah, I mean, if you're like into the whole craziness that was Woodstock 99, it's pretty interesting. It's still ongoing. Uh, I, I'm like four or five episodes in so far, but... Um, they have like 31 episodes, which 
it seems crazy to me, but I mean, I'm enjoying it so far. Very cool. Well, you guys know what time it is? Ooh, what time is it? It's trivia time. Trivia time. Okay. I'm going to play some music. Did we get any social media or anything, Steve? Oh, shit. Forgot about that. Sorry, one second. I had, uh, had a call coming in, so I was trying to, like, decline oh. it. And, uh, yeah. Uh, we got one question this week. So let me just pull it up here. Uh, but they are related to the 2019 list. I don't know if you guys want to hold off on it or... Yeah, but yeah. Let's let's hold off until we do the list and stuff. All right, sounds good. That's all we had. That's uh, for twenty nineteen questions. So, cool. All right. All right. Well, let's bust out trivia. Um, the final trivia of the year. We will be starting fresh next episode. But um, currently in uh, first place, we have Todd with uh, thirty nine points. Uh, Joe with thirty six. And Steve with 35, so it's really it's anyone's game race. here going down into the wire here on who's going to win um, the prize. And I didn't put any softballs in my last ones here. Oh, so, I get some softballs. Do you? I maybe have like yeah. I maybe have one. Okay. But I had to delete one from Sam's because that was supernatural only for her, so <laughs> I had to Google it myself. Uh, I'll lead off, I guess. Sure. All right. All right. I'm going to do the, the wannabe millionaire little sound. <laughs> there you go. Anton Yelchin, star of Star Trek, starred in what two horror movies? What two horror movies? Oh, the Green Room and... I'll give you three Space seconds and you can steal. Three? I don't remember the other one. Two. Fright Night. Uh, you both, I'll give you both lads a point. Oh, oh. generous That's today. Right. He, he was in Fright Night. Yeah, yeah, about that. Good actor, man. Gone too soon. Oh yeah. Oh, God. And the way he went, <sighs> so like tragic. Yeah. Freaking his own freaking Jeep killed him. That's crazy. Right. Jeez. You like you he's like? Really, he's in a really good uh, underrated <laughs> uh, non horror movie called Rudderless, and I uh, hmm. definitely recommend checking it out if you've never seen it. It's him and Billy Crudup. Uh, really good flick though. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'll go next. All right. Uh, so my three questions are all hints for next week's episode. So there are three movies that are going to be on my top of the decade list, unless I change my mind. So we got ten, right. ten years of possibility answers here. Yeah. Well, I'm going to name the movie so, in, right. the, in the question. So the first one is, in The Conjuring 2, what's the name of the old man that haunts the family? Oh, God. My house. Uh, is, it, is it my house? No. <laughs> uh... Old man uh, Cochran. No. <laughs> Cochran. <laughs> um, let's go, Bill. I'll accept it. Really? Yeah, yeah. I think it's Bill. Yeah, it's, it's Bill Wilkins. But oh Bill no Wilkins. way! Yeah, <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I'll accept it. The first one. Holy shit! All right. You guys gonna be quick on this one? This is an easy one. All right. All right. Okay. In Hatchet, what is the name of the deformed killer? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. What's a, it's a stupid. It's, I can I can think of the song. Movie, one of the movies is act is named Victor Crowley. Hatchet. Victor Crowley, yeah. There you go. Uh, oh, I got that one. <laughs> Jeez, total blank on that one. I had to think of the song, the legend. 
Okay. All right. This one's going to be probably my hardest one of the night. That's what she said. In, <laughs> in 2005's Hostel, what European town does the group end up in? Um, Eastern oh European God. town. Can you repeat that? In 2005's Hostel, what Eastern European town does the group end up in? Uh-oh. Wait, like at the end? Yeah, like the, the where everything goes down. Oh, um, oh fuck! Yeah, I remember the country. Am- I think Amsterdam's where they partied before they left. Wait. Okay, shit. Uh, once I, I say, you'll probably you'll probably piss yourself once I say the name. Um, I don't even. You, Ukraine. Close. During like Czechoslovakia or Slovakia or something. Oh, I'll I'll, I'll allow it. Slovakia. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, I'll it. I just oh. don't remember the city. Yeah, it, it, Slovakia is fine. Okay. Cool. <laughs> I should I probably should have worded that differently then I guess, but yeah, Slovakia is fine. Oh, yeah, I knew the answer the whole time. But oh, I did you? City, <laughs> city, <I'm> like... <laughs> Slovakia. Yeah. It's a good movie. That's, yeah, that was a that was a good one. All right, part two. In a quiet place, what's the family's last name? Oh, I don't know. Yikes. Yeah, I don't I don't remember that at all. See, I just watched the trailer for part two. Which looks good. It looks really good. I was really surprised. Yeah. I'm liking that the intro, mix. That intro is like amazing. Yeah. yeah. Kind of like Dawn of the Deadish from the remake. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And Cillian Murphy's amazing and everything, so. Right. Um, Name of the family... I I don't know. The Krasinski's. <laughs> right, that, or the Blunts. Will he allow it? <laughs> well, yeah, no. Uh, so it was the Abbott family. Oh, I would never not got that. Yeah. Abbott? Yeah. Was that said in the movie? Do you remember? I'm almost sure, yeah. Huh. Did they whisper it? I'm like, Abbott! <laughs> I don't remember, but yeah. Just don't fart. <laughs> All right. All right. Here's my next one. This one's a little tougher. Okay. What famous co-director was an assistant editor on the original Evil Dead? Oh. Oh. Oh, my God. I had that stupid book. Um, I will say co-director is a hint. Ivan Raimi? Tight Ted Raimi? No. Not Ivan Just or think, Ted? It's a, it's, a, uh, it's, a, it's a well-known director, if I remember. It's a well-known director, and he usually directs with another person. See, I know Sam Raimi. Cohen? Like, um, I forget what his, their names are. Ethan but... and Joel? Yeah, Ethan and Joel Cohen. That's your point, if it's right. It is. It yes. is? Yeah. That's his. It is. It's uh, Joel Cohen. Really? I didn't know I did. Yep. Huh. Yeah, I remember seeing that, but uh, I don't remember which one. All right. Although I should get like a quarter point, but <laughs> all right, this one might be quick. All right, Charlotte in the Perfection stars in what 2017 horror film? Get out. You got it. Yeah, right. Damn. I had girls in my. She's uh, <laughs> I got a thing for her, hot. man. She's hot. She's fucking yeah, smoking. Mm-hmm. And she likes clam. 
All right. For real? No. Right, right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Joe's like, what? Piqued his interest. I mean, maybe, right? <laughs> uh, who knows? <laughs> um, in Insidious. Okay. What, what's the family's last name? Oh, uh, damn it. Uh, and they do mention this one. Yeah. Lambert? Oh, really? Yeah, that's it. Darn. Mm-hmm. I don't remember there any of their names. What's the kid's name? Danny or something? Dalton. 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 Yeah. Is it my turn? It's the final yep. question of the year. Last question. Oh, shit. Okay. This is an easy one. But I require the full name. First and last name. <laughs> what is the name of Chucky's bride? A Tiffany. Uh... <sighs> I don't know. Tilly? <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. Tiffany Shepis. <laughs> uh, shoot, I don't know. Tiffany Lambert. <laughs> think of her tat. Think of her tattoo. We might hit Tiffany Love. Tiffany nope. Hart. No. Tiffany. Does she have a? Uh, I don't know. I don't remember. The correct answer is Tiffany Valentine. Oh, uh, no. that's a good one. <laughs> All right. All right. Tally well, it up, folks. Um. You know, even though Todd does not get the most points tonight, he just mm. sneaks off with the win. Todd got two points to make it 41. Steve with three to get to 38. And Joe also with three to get Ooh. to 39. So Todd takes it by two points. Good job, Todd. Joe and Steve just two and a couple of points behind. So tight race. Um, and, yeah, next next year, this Slate is swiped clean, and we will start a whole new year of trivia. So the scores will be very high next year, next uh, next year or this year come incoming. I like to thank my co-hosts and my competitors, Ooh, Steve, okay. Joe, oh, and Samantha. Okay, I like it. Uh, without you guys, I could not have won. And the listeners that wrote in questions, off the top of my head, I can think of a couple. Mondo, of course. Um, I, and then fill in the blanks if I'm missing somebody. Uh, TJ sent a couple in. Oh, who else? I'm pretty sure Rise Board Corner sent me some. Yeah. At some point. Yeah. No, no, no. All joking aside, this is probably my favorite segment we do because I like um, it gets down to the wire sometimes. <laughs> and <laughs> how, how do you guys find your your questions? For me tonight, I've just Googled uh, 2005 horror movies and I saw Hostel, so I thought of a question from there. And then same for Get Out, 2017 horror movies, and I thought of Charlotte from Perfection, and so on. What do you guys do usually? I always have a theme, and that's how I go with it. So I think of a theme like today was my you know, decade list, and I just pick some and try to find a question for them. Mm-hmm. Um, I do a whole bunch of different things. It just depends. Um, sometimes I'll just pick a random movie and go on IMDb and look on there. Uh, other times I have a few horror movie trivia um, games, like card games that I'll use, um, or I'll just you know Google like certain horror movies and just look for trivia on uh, those particular ones. Very nice. Well, I think we got a load of show, Joe. Do you want to? Where do you want to go with it now? Yeah, I mean, I guess let's get right into it. Um, I think, I guess we should probably start off with our personal top ten lists, and then we can get into the ultimate top ten list. Um, Of course, we did this last year as well. 
Um, each of us um, asked five of our fellow, you know, either friends or, you know, fellow podcasters. Um, shout out to I, uh, some of the other podcasts um, involved. I asked some people um, that are part of um, the Dorkening Network. So um, shout out to them. Um, Secret Underground Hideout. Um, Super Retro Throwback Reviews. Uh, Trick or Treat Radio also got involved. And uh, I'm definitely going to be forgetting some people here, but uh, shout out to all the pod- other podcast horror podcasts that uh, helped us out on uh, making uh, the list as well. I don't know if you guys ran into this problem, but I had a couple people where they're like, I didn't see enough 2019 movies. I had a couple people, yeah. yeah I yeah. had a couple people say that to me. Mm-hmm. I was surprised. I had one, I had person, one person gave me a top eight instead of a top ten. <laughs> I, I accepted it. <laughs> nice. Yeah, um, but yeah, I'll get into all like the details of the ultimate top ten um, once we go over our personal ones. But do you guys want to start off with our worst of 2019? Sure. Yeah. All right. Let's do it. So uh, top five, uh, five worst horror movies of the year for you guys. I guess I, I'll, I'll start it off. Um, at number five for me, um, it is Mary, starring uh, Gary Oldman. Um, this one really disappointed me. Um, you know, with the actors because Gary Oldman, I was really expecting a lot of big things from it, but um, it was just very lackluster and a very forgettable movie. All right, never saw that one. I remember you talked about it on your What Watch, though. Yeah. All right, number five for me, which is Three from Hell, Rob Zombie. Uh, now, are there worse movies I saw this year? Absolutely. However, this is a very big disappointment because I, you know, I love the Firefly family, and it just screwed the pooch 100% on this one. There's some good stuff in it, uh, but overwhelmingly, there was just a bunch of... We've seen this before in better films. So, Three from Hell, number five. And my number five is Three from Hell. Hey! Uh, for, for basically the same reason. Like, it had such a high bar anyway, I didn't think it would match it. But it went so below that bar that it just really disappointed me. Uh, it just wasn't needed in the end. Um, mm-hmm. and I was just sad watching it. Just like, come on. Just so many weird decisions. Uh, some of the characters just got on my nerves. And overall, uh, yeah, huge disappointment. But still, it's still in that world, and that probably brought it up higher than some of the other ones. But I did want to mention it in my bottom five. Yeah. When Rob figured out he couldn't get Sid to be a big part, he should have just cut his losses and been done. Hundred percent. Yeah, he's just being greedy or whatever. Whatever his his real meaning for doing the film was, but no Sid, not a good movie. Uh, yeah, and I uh, I actually have I wrote two movies down um, that aren't in my worst of 2019, but I put them as my biggest disappointments of 2019, and um, Three from Hell is one of those movies. Absolutely, I was very disappointing, especially after how much uh, I liked uh, Devil's Rejects and House of a Thousand Corpses. But our interview is good, so check out the episode. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, the interview with you also was fantastic. Um, all right, coming in at number four for me, uh, for my, on my worst list, is Black Christmas 2019. Um, I don't think this really probably surprises a lot of people. Um, the movie was kind of getting blown apart um, before it even came out. But I went in with an open mind. I, di- I didn't want to not like this movie, but, man, it 
the plot line is just so ridiculous and just so dumb that um, even with like you know some of the you know positive messages that they were trying to put across in this movie, uh, they just completely killed it with the dumb plot, um, and I just could not get on board with it. So Black Christmas, skip it. I thought this would be your number one, so I'm actually surprised <laughs> that it's uh, so high up your list. But I can't wait to see your next three. All right, coming in number four is a new one, a French film called Climax. I know this might be on someone, maybe multiple people's top tens, uh, but for me, I just, I guess I missed the point, to be honest with you. Um, a lot of the, the, the movie took forever to get started, in my opinion, and at the end of it, it was just people that were high, um, having a bad trip, I guess, and some people, you know, hurting each other, coaxing people to kill each other, stuff like that. And I just didn't like it. I wasn't entertained by any of the dancing. I thought it was more annoying than anything. And, um, yeah, Climax. A uh, couple of good-looking girls in there. A um, couple effective gross-out scenes. But other than that, I would skip. Yeah, all right. Uh, and I, I just watched it as well. And it, it doesn't make my bottom or my top. But, yeah, it was, uh, it was a confusing movie. Especially that two of the list out of the three that I got for 2019 I did a number one so oh boy okay yeah yeah uh, yeah, this is actually I think the only movie that received worst and best of lists on both so yeah uh, definitely a polarizing one Uh, my number four is Clown Nato Um, it just I mean I I didn't even expect much coming from a movie called Clown Nato to be but it was just not good. The first, like, half hour is so tough to get through. I mean, it is horrible. But it does pick up a little bit after that, and that's why it's a little higher on the list. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's a tough one to get through and one that I will probably never revisit. All righty. Uh, coming in at number three for me is um, one we actually did on the show a while back um, called The Final Wish starring uh, Lynn Shay. Um, yeah, th- I mean, this was just not a good movie at all. Um, I mean, there's not a lot to really say about it. Um, who made the cameo in this talk? Because I know it's somewhere on your list, too. But there was, like, someone that made a cameo that was really useless. Uh, there was, it was it Tony Todd? Yeah, it was. It was Tony Todd. Really? Um, Apart? Yeah. I just looked it up. Uh, yeah, Tony Todd makes like a useless cameo in it, huh. and Lynn Shay is just in rare, usually in you know really really good, but in this movie just really bad. Um, and uh, yeah, so yeah, that's that's all I got about that one. Yeah, you'll see that one in a, one more turn after this one for me. Uh, number three, Mercy Black sucks crack. No, it's Mercy Black. Um, <laughs> I I just did not like this movie. We we did a episode on it. And it's just overall. Oh shoot! (laughs) No, I I just I didn't like it. Simple as that. Yeah. My number three is one I just watched this past week. It is AMI, uh, which I think means Automated Machine Intelligence. Uh, It's a Netflix movie, and it's about like uh, like a girl that uh, like she can program her phone to be her like dead mom. And her mom starts telling her to do all this shit, and they have like a weird relationship. The only thing that like saves this movie a little bit is it's got a pretty cool ending. But other than that, it was just a boring, 
uninspired film, so avoid it. Sounds like a cool premise, though. It is, and they failed. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's it's a little like. Have you seen the movie Her with uh, Joaquin Phoenix? Yep. Yes. Yeah, it's a little bit like that, except like that. Her was actually pretty good, but this was just ugh, tough. Uh, all right, are we on to number two? Yep, yep, yep. All right, uh, my number two is I Spit on Your Grave, Deja Vu. Um, this is was a direct sequel to the original I Spit on Your Grave. Uh, and, oh, man, it is one of, like, yeah, the worst movies I've, like, ever seen, period. Um, just horribly acted. I mean, they brought Camille Keaton back, um... And, I mean, her acting's very subpar, but the lead actress in it, I cannot remember her name right now, is just so incredibly bad. Um, I mean, and the movie clocks in at two and over two and a half hours. Jeez. Um, so it's just, like, uh, it's just so unnecessary and just big and, uh, yeah, just not good. That's way too long for a good movie. A good horror yeah. movie. Yeah. Number two is The Final Wish. Joe touched upon it already. Yeah, Lynn Shea was... Um, uh, I chalk it up to bad writing because they had her do some kooky stuff, to say the least, doing like little noises and things. It was just terrible all around. Uh, my number two is a movie called Girls with Balls. Uh, it's about a... like It's like a French or... Sure, this is a horror about. movie, Steve. Yeah, well, they listed it as horror. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's horrible, I can tell you that much. Um, yeah, it's about, like, a, it's like French or Belgium or something, and it's a volleyball team that gets stuck on their, like, tour bus, and this cult comes after them, and it's just, you would think a movie like this would be just can't be fun, but it was not fun in any way possible. Uh, it was just, just too stupid and avoided at all costs. All right. All right. Well, my number one, my worst horror movie of the year. Um, I don't think it's going to shock a lot of people because I really bashed this movie when we reviewed it a while back. And that is The Dead Don't Die. Um, this hey. one is a little this one is a little polarizing, I guess, because um, um, it did get um, a few best votes as well. Best of the year votes. Um, but for me, I mean, I guess I just I didn't get it. Um, I just found it incredibly just dumb and um you know i i'm all for i'm all for dry humor but um i don't know like i just felt like the movie just was trying way too hard and then just the when it broke the fourth wall and then you have fucking tilt swinton like as an alien like going out like a spaceship just shows up out of nowhere and stuff i mean i just found it completely um just ridiculous and stupid and uh i just did not have uh, an enjoyable time watching it um at all so yeah, that's my worst of the year. My worst of the year is the same. Uh, the Dead Don't Die. I give all my points for it for Adam Driver and Bill Murray. Uh, extremely well acted by them. Even with the source material not being uh, something I like. Um, you know, a, a, a big part of it for me not liking is there were... It seemed like they got people in there just to say, Hey, look who I got, you know, to be this random person that shows up for five minutes and then doesn't reappear again. And the fourth wall like breaks in what the first two minutes of the movie where they're in the cop car, I think. And after that, just down here from there. I guess it's comedy that I don't appreciate, so I don't think I would like the movie. Um, but I can understand why people would like the quirkiness and the uh, 
just all around weirdness of it. And funny enough, um, it actually received um, one first place, one number one vote of best of the year. So it's our worst of the year, but it's also <laughs> someone's best of the year. So uh, fun little fact there. <laughs> yeah, I think, it, I think that was from one of my people. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, and for the record, I actually like the dead, don't I? So it doesn't make my top 10, but it would have been my top 10 if we were to go that far. So it just has that Wes Anderson humor. But I talked about it last week, so I won't get on it. Uh, I'm going to get a lot of hate for this. I know because I have in the past when I talked about it the first time, but my worst movie this year is Velasco Pastor. Um, <laughs> I heard a lot of people say they loved it on horror groups and stuff, and people are really on like this movie's dick, and I decided to watch it. <laughs> I hated this movie in every possible way. I mean, it's a the story sucks, the acting sucks, the effects suck. There's like very few redeeming factors in this movie. I just didn't have fun with it at all. And I, it's not that I like I don't love campy movies, but I do love some of them. I'll talk about one of them a little bit later. Uh, but this one just did not hit on any level with me. So Velocipaster, absolutely my worst film of the year. All right. Do you guys have any, like, uh, biggest... So I was talking about my biggest disappointments. I have three from hell, and I also have Pet Cemetery. Those are my two biggest disappointments of the year for obvious reasons, I think. Um, do, what do you guys... Do you guys have any? Yeah, you know, Pet Cemetery um, didn't make on my lowest five. It was at one point. However, yeah, it was just a big, giant missed opportunity for me. And I thought they could have gone in better directions in every aspect of the movie. Uh, besides acting being good, that's about the only thing I liked. Yeah, for me, uh, Pet Cemetery would also be a disappointment. Now, I don't think it was like the worst movie, which is why not my bottom five, but it's definitely way lower than my expectations. And the other one I put down is, uh, and I, I don't know if it's really horror, but it's derived from a horror film, and that's Glass. Uh, Split was great. I really loved that movie, and I loved, I mean... Uh, Unbreakable is one of my favorite films of all time, but Glass was just boring, and that really disappointed me. So those are that too. Do you think you wanted to like split as much if it didn't have James McAvoy? He was great, and it's, it's tough to say. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's a stupid question, but he was like, was the movie for me? Right. Yeah. Yeah, and for sure. But yeah, like it's, exactly. It's really, like you say, it's tough to say, right? Because who knows, right? It's a. Uh, it was. I thought it was great with his performance. Mm-hmm. All right, well, before we get into our best of, um, should we go over the um, top five worst ultimate list? Yeah, so. Uh, yeah. Yeah. All right, well, okay, so, uh, you know, all of us, you know, picked people. Um, we So we ended up having 21 total lists, including our own, um, from multiple different sources here. Um, but basically, um, so interesting little facts here. Uh, 30 different movies received a vote for Worst of the Year, uh, and one movie that made um, the top 10 received a Worst of Vote. So a uh, couple uh, interesting things here. Uh, before we get into the top five worst, let's go over a couple of dishonorable mentions, the ones that just missed making uh, the, bot- the bottom five Um Number one was The Final Wish. Just missed out on making the bottom five. And the other one, honestly, a bit of a surprise to me um, because I kind of enjoyed this one. 
Um, but it was The Prodigy just missed out on making it. Uh, okay. All right, here we go. The top five worst horror movies of the year. Coming in at number five is, we just discussed it, Pet Cemetery. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, we talked about it, so, I mean, I don't think there's much of a surprise there. I didn't think it was the worst of the year or anything. It was just more disappointing to me. Uh, coming in at number four, Black Christmas. At number three, The Curse of Lyona. I still haven't seen that one. I mean, I didn't think it was terrible, but it certainly wasn't very good either. Yeah, it's the same with me. I didn't, like, hate it, but I didn't love it either. It's just kind of a middle-of-the-road movie to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, coming in at number two is Mercy Black. And at number one, the worst horror movie of the year, according to um, the, the our 21 lists, was The Dead Don't Die. Hmm. All right. Yeah, The Dead Don't Die received um, four um, worst of the year votes, um, four number one votes. Um, two two of them were me and you, right? Yeah, exactly, <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think it made it on like eight of the worst of the year lists. Um, also, I should note um, the way I went about this was um, a, first, a first place vote received... Um, 10 points and a uh, fifth place would get two points and so on and so forth um with the best of the year list same exact thing except we did 10 so uh you know a a 10th place would get two points and a first place would get 20 points and then whoever you know got the most points is how it was determined good job buddy yeah all right, so I guess we're going into our personal top tens now? Yeah, let's do it. Keep it going. All right, I will start at number 10 for me, one that made Todd's worst of the year list, Climax. Um, I really enjoyed um, this movie personally. Um, you know, I felt that just, there was just, like, a lot of anxiety, like, felt throughout the movie, and... Um, I just liked how the director, like, planted a lot of, like, different seeds along the way, and then he kind of would go away from them, and then they would pop back up, like, into something important later on, and, um, it was just shot really well, too, um, a lot of it was, seemed to be shot in a lot of single, like, um, you know, one-cut shots and whatnot, so I thought that was really good, and, I mean, I thought it was just a really kind of dark and kind of anxiety-driven story, so I, I dug it. Alright, to each their own. Um, although that one, like, bald-headed dude really pissed me off. Yeah. He's was he the, yeah, the, the real creepy one? Yeah, he's the douchebag that kept going around and like, hitting on everybody. Uh, Alright, number 10, Haunt. Uh, we reviewed this one a couple episodes back where we had uh, What's-His-Face on... Oh, what's it, Damien? Damien There you go. Damien Murphy. Yeah, I love the setting of this film. Going into a haunted house is just always awesome, whether it's a fun house, haunted house, uh, carnival, uh, amusement park, things like that. I love that setting. And I think this one hit it on the head. Um, good fun, good gore, really good body horror stuff, like for the killers. And, yeah, really enjoyed it. That's a good one for sure. 
Uh, my number 10 is Tigers Are Not Afraid. It's a Shudder film. Um, this movie is just so good. Like, it's I don't usually like uh, child actors. I find they detract from the movie more often than they improve a movie. But, man, the child actors in this movie were just fantastic. And they're all first-time actors, which blows my mind. Uh, it's a Span- it's Mexican film. It's It's a little bit more, like kind of a street film than it is a horror film and I when I talked about it a few weeks ago I, I mentioned that I didn't think the horror part of it was really necessary to the story but because of that it makes it a horror film which puts it on my list here at number 10 uh, yeah that one just missed out on making my top 10 I, I would list that one for sure as an honorable mention I think it's definitely worth uh, checking out uh, coming in at number nine for me is one I just watched recently um, based off of Rotten Tomatoes. I saw that um, this movie had a lo- very high score, so I wanted to check it out before um, the end of the year, and it is called Harpoon. I just um, discussed it, I think, on the last episode, maybe, um, but I really, really like this movie. Um, it's so simple but so effective. Um just about basically three friends that get kind of stuck out on a boat and a bunch of crazy shit happens. Um, really effective, really good. Um, has a couple of twists that I didn't see coming personally. And uh, yeah, really, really good. Um, all right. I like that. I think you guys would be shocked about how low this one is for me, but us coming to number nine. Um, uh, I, I've said my problems with it before is that I don't understand the rules, you know? And the twist, I unfortunately like caught really early on, like like the first 10 minutes of the film, were kind of detracted from it, in my opinion. But Jordan Peele will continue to watch no matter what he does because he's just got a new voice and it's really fresh and he has some very witty dialogue slash original ideas. Um, so Us, coming in at number nine for me. All right. Uh, my number nine is Annabelle Comes Home, which is the third Annabelle movie. Uh, I just love the Conjuring universe. I mean, there are a few of them that aren't that great. The first Annabelle movie, one of them, The Nun and La Llorona. But this one, uh, I thought it was a lot of fun. I love ghost films. You'll see uh, quite a few of them on my list. And I just really dug this one. Uh, there are definitely some problems, which is why it's only number nine. But uh, I had a lot of fun. And... Uh, Man, this universe just keeps putting in some great movies, so that's why it's here. Yeah, I tried to watch Harpoon, by the way, Joe. I just couldn't get time to do it, so that'll be this year for sure. Yeah, you check it. Demi, I definitely recommend it. Check it out when you can. Um, for me, coming in at number eight is Bliss. Um, I watched this just randomly one night, like not expecting really anything from it, and uh, it blew me away. Um, it was one of the best, you know, I, I'm i not huge on, like, vampire films in general, um, but I think this is one of, like, the best vampire films to come out in a very long time. Um, definitely a warning if you have, like, epilepsy or anything like that, and I, they even warn you before the movie starts. This movie is fucking, like, crazy with flashing lights, and it's, like, super disorienting, um, but it works so well um, with the movie. Um, yeah, I mean, it's... Such a good ride, great movie, good story. Um, I I really liked this movie a lot. Uh, definitely recommend it. Bliss. It's, a, it's actually going to be on Shutter at the end of January for people oh, nice. to watch it. That's what I'm going to wait for. So oh, okay. cool. 
I couldn't find that one either. So awesome, good to hear. Yeah. All right, number eight, Doctor Sleep. Uh, well, you guys already know what Doctor Sleep is about. It's a sequel to The Shining. Uh, Danny Torrance is all grown up. Uh, what held me back from putting it higher, and it was higher at one point, is that I still stick by that the uh, death of Trevor. I think his name's Trevor, the kid, was a little gratuitous and over the top, in my opinion. Um, so that kind of took it away from me. But overall, I thought it was it, it was just so amazing seeing the Overlook. I wish they would have had more of that in it. And I kind of they should have done a different Jack Torrance. I know that guy likes his typical actors, he uses all his other films, but a better actor for Jack Torrance would have put this one a little bit higher for me because that's just an iconic scene. Or it could have been a lot more iconic than it was. So Doctor Sleep number eight. At my number eight, it's something that I watched in the past week while I was kind of cramming in some movies for this episode, and that's uh, One Cut of the Dead. Uh, Joe had seen it in, uh, I don't know, maybe a month or two ago, and I'd written it down as something I should watch, and I saw people's lists. I'm like, okay, I'll check it out. Uh, it's funny, because after 30 minutes, I was like, I don't understand what the appeal is to this movie, so I was really tempted to turn it off because I had other stuff to watch, but I'm like, oh. I'll stick with it. And then I watched it, and it was bloody brilliant uh, how it all comes together. So much so that I want to watch the first 30 minutes again. And if you watch the movie, you'll understand why. Uh, it's a really unique film. It's really cool. If you're into zombies, and even more, if you're into filmmaking, you're going to really dig this movie. So I think it's a wonderful movie, and everyone should go watch it. It's also on Shutter, so bonus. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's a, it's a fun movie, especially like kind of, you know, what's going on. Because like you said, the first half hour is really a chore to get through. Um, but once you realize what the whole plot like of the movie is, you, it, uh, it's a really fun ride after that. So, uh, all right. Coming in at number seven for me is Ready or Not. Um, just a really, really fun movie. Uh, we had the directors on the show, which were who were amazing. Um, great interview with them. Definitely one of my favorites of the whole year. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean the lead actress there—I always forget her name—but um, she was fantastic Samara in it. Samara Weaving. Yes, Samara yeah. Weaving. Yeah, she was fantastic in it, and um, it's just a really just fun, good like popcorn, turn off your brain type movie to watch. So uh, yeah, right on. Uh, number seven, Annabelle 3, Annabelle Comes Home. Had a ton of fun with it. The scares were top-notch, especially that, uh, the first scene where they're out in the cemetery. That was really cool. Um, and then the rest of the film is good. There, there are some problems with it, like Steve mentioned. I hated the werewolf part. Uh, but other than that, I I mean, keep going. If they keep doing them like this, I'm going to be happy. Yeah, I agree. That movie, like, it didn't make my top ten or anything like that, but it was definitely a really nice surprise. Um for me, I really went in with really no expectations at all. Um, but it was really fun and uh, a nice follow-up to Annabelle Creation, which was also a really good one. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the first Annabelle, I, I think Sucks. most people didn't like it. Was, yeah, definitely really weak. But they've really uh, turned a good corner on uh, the Annabelle franchise with these last two movies. And, uh, uh, yeah, I'm excited to see what they, you know, I wouldn't mind another Annabelle movie because uh, these last two have been good. Uh, so my number seven actually wasn't in my top ten for a while until I lived through it at Halloween Horror Nights as a, one of the haunts, and that's uh, us. Uh, I just dig Jordan Peele and stuff, and I love Get Out. 
but us didn't super get me when I first watched it as, for the same reasons as Todd. I didn't really understand what the rules were in the whole thing. But after I like lived through it, doing one of the haunted houses at Halloween Horror Night, I kind of understood it a little bit more. And then I rewatched it, and it grew on me a little bit. So I put it here at number seven. Nice. Uh, all right, for me, coming in at number six is It Chapter Two. Um, yeah, I mean, it was a, a good follow-up to the first one. Um, I don't think it was as good as the, the first movie, but um, this one was still good. It definitely had uh, a bit of problems here and there, but overall, I find it I found it to be very entertaining and uh, a good, fun watch. And, I, I mean, it was... You know, I thought it wrapped up nicely, and yeah, I mean, I uh, I, I haven't watched it a second time yet, but uh, I'll be interested to see like what my thoughts are on a second watch. But um, based off the first watch, I really enjoyed it, and I had a fun time with it. Yeah, it missed my top ten. It's a solid middle of the pack film for me this year. I definitely liked the first one a lot more. Oh, wait, it's my turn. <laughs> All right. yeah. uh, number six, Brightburn, which is one I took forever to watch, but I absolutely was in love with it when it came out, or when, when I actually saw it. Um, superhero movie, except the superhero is a serial killer, pretty much. So what made it horror for me was how they went about him stalking people, and they made it very like slasher slash monster-ish, where you didn't know where he was, he's toying with his victims, there's some good blood in it, and so on. So Brightburn, highly recommend. Uh, really fun movie. And I hope they do some kind of dark follow-up. That'd be awesome. Yeah, I agree. It, it did make my personal top ten, but that's definitely one I would give an honorable mention to, um, especially if you're into you know sup- the superhero genre or anything at all. Um, it's uh, really, really fun. Yeah. And for me, not only did it make my top ten, but it it is also my number six. Hey. Um, <laughs> I, I I love superhero the superhero genre. It's like one of my favorite genres outside of horror. And I thought this was a really cool idea. I only watched it in the last like week or two uh, because I was waiting for it to be on Blu-ray and stuff. And I really thoroughly enjoyed it. It was way more violent than I expected it would be. Uh, I don't know why I wasn't expecting it to be so violent, but damn, they went really went there. And I would love to see kind of you know him as an adult Superman if he were evil now to see him like full power and I think it'd be really awesome. So Brightburn at number six. Yeah, kid's a dick, man. Yeah, yeah, to yes. say the least. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they left it open that it's gonna be like, like they wanted to do kind of like an Avengers thing, right? With it, or yeah, not, exactly. Right? Like, yeah, so that could definitely be interesting, or I guess Justice League since it's kind of DC, but. Um, all right, coming in at number five for me is The Lighthouse, um, Robert Eggers' uh, follow-up to um, The Witch. And, uh, I mean, I really, really enjoyed this movie. Um, just powerhouse performances by both Willem Dafoe uh, and Robert Pattinson. Um, you know, it's definitely not going to be everyone's cup of tea, but um, it was it was up my alley, and uh, you know I just watching these guys kind of descend into madness. I thoroughly enjoyed, and uh, you know I think uh, it just proves that uh, Eggers is the real deal, and uh, I'm excited to see what he does next. I hope he does the Nosferatu movie because that's what has been rumored. There we go. Did you watch it, Steve? 
I did. I watched it uh, this last week, but I didn't love it. I mean, it's beautifully shot. It's amazingly acted, but I found myself bored a lot. Um, Like, there's a lot of periods where they're not doing really anything. They're just, like, pushing a wheelbarrow around or, you know, shoveling shit or whatever it is. And it just didn't, like, hit me, but man, beautifully shot and really, really, really well acted. Does William Defoe even fucking blink in that movie? It's scary. Like, <laughs> it's it's crazy. He what only blinks when he jerks off. Yeah, <laughs> which is often when he fucks the mattress. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what's gross about that is like uh, Robert Pattinson put his fingers in his fucked mattress in the beginning. Sure so I'm like, uh, fucking old jizz in there. I think he, I, I think he made that statue out of like crusted jizz. You know? uh, all right, that was your number five, Joe. Yeah. All right. So mine's Child's Play for number five. I fucking love this movie. Um, uh, there's only a couple, you know, down parts. You know, I thought the head, severed head, and the gift bag thing was kind of stupid. Um, it didn't really play like it was realistic. I mean, I know it's a freaking killer doll movie and all, but that still was pretty dumb. Um, overall, well acted. The kid was great. Uh, Mark Hamill did a good job as a voice. Had a lot of fun with it. And a very catchy tune at the end. So, yeah. <laughs> number five, Child's Play. Yeah, that one just missed out my list, uh, but I yeah. did love it. It was it was awesome. Yeah, same for me. It was a really fun movie and a uh, really good remake. So, but yeah, just missed out on my top ten. Uh, my number five is Godzilla, King of Monsters. Um, I grew up watching like monster movies, like Godzilla and Rodan and uh, King Kong and stuff like that. And this one was just like it's like watching the Avengers as a comic fan. It was just so cool to see all these creatures fully realized, uh, and I just like absolutely lost my like load on all the scenes that the monsters are on. Lost your load? Yeah, uh, I was <laughs> going to say blow my load but... <laughs> to, the, to the sexy moth. <laughs> That's right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but unfortunately, it's bogged down by humans in the story, which is a bummer because the the human parts were boring, but the monster parts were just fucking fantastic, and that's why it's on my list. Exactly, man. They couldn't have got a more generic, like, oh, our family's split, but we're going to come together because our daughter's lost. I'm like, why do they got to do this? What I didn't like about it is that every time there's some good monster fights, they would cut back to the stupid humans again. I was like, I don't want to see this anymore. I want to see the damn monster. So that's why it's kind of yeah, average for me this year. Yeah, I, I, I really loved it, honestly. Um, it didn't make my top ten just because I was like, I put it more towards the sci-fi range than the horror, but I don't fault anyone for putting it in the horror category. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I had a blast. I saw it in IMAX. It was epic. And, uh, yeah, a badass movie for sure. Yeah, it's every year I pick one movie and my wife and I go to see it in, like, uh, the you know, the big seats that, like, move around and all that shit? Yeah, yeah. Cool. And that's the movie I watched this year, and it was like, holy shit. Perfect. It was crazy. Yeah, yeah last, year, last year was better with Ready Player One, because that one was really, like, crazy, but Amazing this one's movie. fun, too. So. Yeah. Uh, all right. We in, uh, all right, number four. Coming in at number four for me, um, I've talked about this movie a lot on the podcast, uh, really champion, championing for it, um, and that is Hagazusa, um, A Heathen's Curse. Uh, just... To me, just an awesome movie. Definitely not going to be everyone's cup of tea as well. Um, it is a super, super slow burn. 
Um, but just uh, an amazing payoff to me um, and some really unsettling and just downright shocking um, scenes. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I just love witch movies in general, and uh, this one was just right up my alley. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I absolutely loved it. I didn't finish that because I didn't like it, so I couldn't give it a fair rating. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's a it's a bit of a, a chore to get through in the beginning, but it um it does pick up, and when it does, it's like holy shit type stuff. So, Steve, I know you didn't like that one. Why didn't it get in your lower five? Uh, because the main actress was really good in it. Uh, my only issue with it is like it's almost like the director had a list of all the taboos to hit. And it's like he was checking him off as the movie was going on. Like, he hits all the major taboos. Like, all the shit you don't want to see in movies, you see in this movie in one way or another. And I found it really slow. Like, it's a very slow burn. It, it is. basically focuses on one person the entire movie with just a few other people that show up here and there. But, uh, yeah, uh, I don't know. I didn't love it. It's it closer to the bottom of my list than the top, but not quite a bottom five. But was it as gross as William, or William Defoe and Pattinson was making out? Yeah, <laughs> it, it's really. It, let me tell you, there's some scenes in the Haggis you said that'll make right. your skin crawl. Yeah. Yeah. All right, number four, which I predict is going to be someone's part number one, Midsommar. Uh This is the only movie that made me think about it repeatedly, days, and honestly, you know, till now, it randomly popping in my head. The reason I didn't rate it as high is because I just didn't buy Danny's transfer- transformation to the point of her burning her boyfriend alive. Um, I thought they could have expanded on that a bit, and I guess the director's cut has a little bit more to that, which I'm looking forward to watching. I haven't watched it since the theater, because I want to see that cut. Uh, but Midsummer, man, freaking just all-around trip of a movie. Um, so yeah, Midsummer number four. Alright, uh, my number four is It Chapter 2, which might be surprising, because when we reviewed that movie, I think I spent most of it like shitting on it. Yeah, but uh, I did really like the movie overall. I was just shitting on it because I care about like this kind of franchise, I guess you could say, uh, so much that there's things that I was like nitpicking really. But I did really enjoy myself in the theater. There was a lot of cool imagery. There was a lot of cool moments, and I rewatched it and it held up. So it's uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it. That's why I put it number four. Nice. Uh, coming at, in at number three for me is Us. Uh, a Jordan Peele's follow-up to Get Out, which was my number one movie um, of 2017. Uh, and, I mean, he killed it. Uh, I really, really like this movie a lot. Um, yeah, I mean, what's to say that you guys kind of already hadn't said uh, previously? Um, it made all of our top ten lists for a reason. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, this is kind of the year, um, a lot of directors, um, you know, with, they made their debuts a couple years ago, you know, Ari Oster, uh, Robert Eggers and Jordan Peele. And I think they all kind of knocked it out of the park with their second movies, um, showed that they weren't one hit wonders. And, uh, yeah, I'm excited to see what Peele does next for sure. I know he's going to be producing the new Candyman movie, um, but I'm excited to see what he does for directing wise next and hopefully he sticks with the horror genre. Alrighty, number three, The Perfection. Uh, I First time I watched this movie, I didn't expect a single thing. None of the twists I, I saw coming at all. 
um, went from you know a music slash jealousy kind of thing to a revenge to women empowerment thing to a bunch of different genres you know throughout the whole film and I absolutely loved it I uh, loved the girl main girl I forget her name off the top of my head right now again but uh, she's you know smoking hot she's actually a good actress as well and then just everything about it I do agree with the arm chopping off being a little bit too drastic like I think she could have spent a little bit more time talking to her um, and probably could have convinced her about you know how full of shit those guys were but other than that, I had a lot of fun with it. The second time around, loses a little bit of luster just because you know what's going to happen. And there's no twist anymore. But um, yeah, overall, Perfection's really good in my opinion. Yeah, it's a great film. Just missed out on my list as well. I, I really considered it at number 10 or 9. But uh, I don't know. I think I just liked it a little bit less than the ones on my list. Uh, my number 3 uh, is Midsommar. This movie, like same thing as Hereditary. Was that last year or the year before? Um, when I first initially watched it, I was like, it was okay. You know, it was good, not great. But holy fuck, it's like a damn leech in my head. It just, I keep thinking about it and I keep thinking about it and slowly went up my list like every day because I keep thinking of the imagery. I keep thinking of the things that are in this movie and it's it's a really cool film. I man, this, this director is just crazy. I don't know what he's doing in his films. It's almost like he's spiking his films, but they just like get in my head and it's, it's a crazy feeling that I really don't get with anyone else. So, Mitsumar, uh, definitely recommend it. Nice. Uh, coming in at number two for me was Dr. Sleep. Um, this one was just, I mean, The Shining is like my favorite horror movie of all time. Um, and I had heard, you know, mixed things about the book and what, about Dr. Sleep, the book and stuff. So I was like, oh, you know, I kind of went in with, I guess mid-range expectations but um this movie exceeded those and more um just returning to the overlook hotel was amazing um i think too i think mike flanagan the director um deserves a hell of a lot of credit because i think a lesser director this movie could have been made like cheesy um but he handled it perfectly and um i absolutely love this movie Number two, extremely wicked, shockingly wicked, and vile, the Ted Bundy biopic kind of movie. Uh, very well acted by Zac Efron. He plays a perfect creeper slash suave character. Um, humanizes the, uh, that character, even though everyone knows he's a piece of shit, but they do a good job of you know trying to plant the, hey, maybe he's not a bad guy after all. Maybe he just got a bad rap, uh, which is 100% bogus, obviously. But uh, yeah, really liked the movie. Saw it three times this year and liked it each time I saw it, so... Yeah, Ted Bundy movie, number two. And the documentary's really good, too. Yeah, so this movie was my number 10 up until I was about to hit enter on sending Joe my list, and I switched it at the last second. Uh, it's a great film. Uh, absolutely great acting uh, by Zac Efron. And the reason I think I took it off my number 10 and why I was uneasy about it is even though what Ted Bundy did was really horrible... Uh, there wasn't a lot of horror into this movie. It was more like a uh, like a drama, almost, in my opinion, like a crime film, uh, which doesn't demean it because it is a great film, but I didn't know if I really considered it a horror film, per se, so that's why I ultimately take it off my list. But my number two is Ready or Not. I had no expectations going to this movie. I'd seen the trailer, and I enjoyed it, 
but holy shit, this movie just like blew me away. I had so much fun watching this movie. Uh, when we interviewed the directors, that's still my personal favorite interview that I've done since I've been on the podcast. Uh, it just, it's just an amazing film that I really, really loved, and I had so much fun, so much fun with, and one that I'm sure I'm going to watch a few more times in the coming years because it's a great film. So that's why it's my number two. Nice. I, I think um, the Ted Bundy movies, the whole the old Silence of the Lambs argument, you know, like. Yes, it has horror aspects, but can it be like a crime slash drama? Absolutely, too. So I can think it's just, yeah, I don't fault anyone for leaning any way for it, to be honest. Yeah, it's just, you don't see a lot, like, as far as the crimes go. Like, it's just where you do a little bit in Silence of the Lambs. It's just, uh, I don't know, it's it's a personal opinion, right? It's like anything, but it's an amazing film, and that's all people should take away from it. Absolutely go check it out. It's on Netflix, I believe. Yeah, I I loved it as well. I I, I thought it was a great movie. Um, and yeah, I, I I'm kind of with Steve. That's kind of why I didn't make my uh, top ten. But um, it's definitely a really good movie. Um, before we get into number one, um, I we probably should have did this before we got into the top ten. But uh, are there any honorable mentions on ones that kind of just missed out on your list that you'd like to give a little bit of recognition to? Yeah, I got a couple. I got five actually. Oh, it's doing. Uh, Escape Room, man. I for being a PG thirteen yeah. and very popcorny, uh, all around just fun, good time, man. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And we had the director on, yep. and uh, it was a really good interview. And uh, Escape Room Two is yep. coming out. It's currently filming, so hopefully we can get uh, Adam Robitel back on the show when Escape Room Two comes out. Yeah, these are no particular order. Too another one, The Headhunter. We had the actor on, and that movie yep. was a surprise. Like. A surprise, man. Low budget as fuck, but really effective. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Fanatic, which was fucking crazy, with John Travolta and Devin Sawa, which I, I couldn't put it on my list just because it's got some glaring fucking plot holes. Right. Um, but a really good movie, man. It really was. I actually completely like forgot about it until you mm-hmm. just like kind of talked about it, but it really was a fun movie. It wouldn't make my top ten, but... Uh... It was it was probably one of my biggest surprises of the year. Yeah, uh, Banana Splits, which we, we just covered. I thought it leaned a little bit too much to the the heart slash comedy side to make it on the list, but uh, overall, like really fun. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you know, interestingly enough, the fanatic did not make one of the anyone's top ten list of all the lists we got. I don't know if it got watched. Not a lot of people saw it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And Banana Splits did get Banana one. Splits did get a couple of votes though. Which one did? Which one did? Banana Splits. Okay. Uh, oh, I just said Escape, Banana Splits. Escape, oh, actually, sorry. That's okay. I said Banana Splits, or did I say Little Monsters? Uh, you said Banana Splits. Oh, my bad. My description was for Little Monsters then. <laughs> <laughs> little Monsters had a little bit too much heart and comedy. Banana Splits just was a little bit too on the nose, low budget for me. But both of them, Little Monsters and Banana Splits, were really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I- Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Steve. I was going to say, is that all of them? And I'll go to my five. Yeah, those are my five. All right. Uh, so mine, same thing. It's not necessarily my, like, 11 to 15. It's just five movies I watched this year that I thought deserved mentioning. Uh, the first one, same thing as uh, Todd, Little Monsters. Uh, really fun film. Um, you know, cute little film. It, it had a lot of comedy in it, but I didn't know if it really fit into a horror top ten. Uh, the other one's Child's Play. 
I really expected to hate this, to be honest with you, when I first saw the doll and when I first saw the trailer. But I really love this film, and it was a really fun watch. Uh, the other one is The Perfection. Uh, Todd you know, hit on it a lot. It was high on his list. Just totally unexpected. Great film. Uh, deserves to be watched. Uh, another one is Killer Sofa. Like, the movie's not great, but fuck, I love that sofa. <laughs> like, I want to see a sequel with more sofa, less, like, story. Um, just a really fun watch and highly recommended in a low-budget film, so that's another one. And finally, this one has no budget, uh, was filmed in one weekend, and I enjoyed the shit out of it, and it's Mennonite of the Living Dead. Um, just a really funny watch. Now, my only gripe with it is it's not super horror. Like, the horror part, they don't do too well. But the comedy part and being kind of unique is very worth watching. And I think that's on Amazon Prime. So those are my five honorable mentions. Nice. Uh, so for me, um, this one was my number 10 movie. Um, and then I, at the last minute, I uh, changed it out. Um, but The Nightingale. Um, Todd, I know, saw it as well. Um, he didn't feel like it was horror. Um, I I can definitely see that. It's definitely more of a, a drama, um, but there's definitely some, I guess, real-life horror stuff going on in the movie. Um, it, I really, really enjoyed it, um, and I definitely recommend uh, everyone to go and check this out. Um, it's a, the follow-up um, from uh, the director that did The Babadook, um, so uh, I, in a completely different movie. So, I mean, if you didn't like The Babadook, you may like this one, so I, I would recommend yeah, And I hated The Babadook, and I love this one. Yeah. Um, the next one I have is, um, ta- um, I'm sorry, Steve already kind of mentioned it, Tigers Are Not Afraid, um, just missed making out in my top ten, but, uh, definitely a really good movie, and if you are into fantasy and Del Toro type stuff, I think, uh, you would really, uh, dig this one. Um, next up I have Daniel Isn't Real, um, a really good movie about, um, mental illness, um, you know, with, you know, horror elements in it, um, definitely recommend checking it out. Um, it's very, um, impactful, um, and kind of an important movie, I would say, in a lot of ways. Um, what else do I get here? Um, um, you know what? I'm going to give a little love to, uh, Lords of Chaos. Um, it actually didn't make anyone's, um, you know, top ten list or anything like that. And I guess maybe because it's not exactly horror, um, but it's about, um, you know, the Norwegian black metal scene and um, the murders that took place from, I forget the name of the band right now, but um, really, really good movie um, and really interesting. Um, so if you're into true crime and stuff like that, I definitely recommend checking that out. And uh, the last one I will throw out there um, is, do I have any more? That might be it, actually. Yeah, I'll leave it at that. Uh I'll throw one last love out there for Pilgrim. I really enjoyed it. I know you guys all hated it, but um, I, I highly recommend checking it out. I got to touch on Nightingale again real quick. That movie, definitely my top five uh, for non-horror. I just thought it was a little <laughs> bit, you know, I thought it was more like, um, I don't know, like a period piece because they're just so fucked up back then. Mm-hmm. Revent, you know what I mean? Because to give a little background, it's about some Irish, this Irish girl and her husband. Um, they're ruled by the British, and the British, like this lieutenant, I guess, um, like treats her like shit. He rapes her. Eventually, like her family dies. It's not a spoiler; it happens pretty early. 
and then she goes, you know, like, fuck this, I'm gonna go get him, and she follows him around. So kind of, it was kind of like a Last of the Mohicans um, vibe to me. Yeah, so, sure. Loved it though, like so, so effective, great movie. Definitely. All right, so let's get into our number one movies of the year. Um, coming in at number one for me is Midsummer. Um, just I this movie like blew me away when I saw it in theaters. Um, you know I liked Hereditary, but I loved this movie even more. Um, I, I just really love cult movies, so this one was like right in my wheelhouse anyway. And just man, it's like you're just like I was enthralled. Like it felt like I was like there, like with them. You know, like I was part of the cult. Um, and just the visuals and just like everything. I mean, it's it blew me away and um i absolutely loved it did you watch it have you watched it since um i actually have it on the background right now um, while we're we're doing this but but, uh i i know i haven't watched it um since theaters um but um i'm excited to watch it again for sure number one ready or not uh what number was this for you joe ready or not was my number seven steve what was yours two Okay, too. So, ready or not, uh, all all around, just like a well made, well shot, uh, took a silly concept and made it kind of realistic. Even with like the ending, I I, I love the payoff. Um, it could have gone either way with me. If nothing happened, that would have been hilarious too, like a dark little comedy bit that they waste all this time. But no, it was one hundred percent true. People literally exploded into a pool of blood, and that was just amazing. So, uh, love the film. Well acted, well shot, like I said, and uh, those directors, man, I want to see what they do next. Definitely. And my number one, and it, it was close. Ready or not, was like one, one and two. I kept it like I couldn't decide between the two. But ultimately, I went with Doctor Sleep. I'm a huge Stephen King fan. I love The Shining. I never thought I wanted to see a sequel to The Shining because it's such a classic. It's one of those things. I, if you had asked me like two years ago, I'd said never touch it, even though there was a book. But holy shit, they did a great uh, sequel to this. I enjoyed it thoroughly. I loved going back to the Overlook Hotel. I loved seeing you know, the Grady Twins again and the girl in the shower. And even the new lore that they brought in uh, was just really fun. It did have some problems. I mean, Jack Torrance being you know kind of the main one. Uh, it really sucks that you know it just, it just didn't work for me. Uh, I even had to think about it a little bit when I was watching. I'm like, is that Jack Torrance? Is that supposed to be Jack Torrance? Like, I wasn't sure. Uh, until the dialogue started happening and stuff, but overall, just took me by surprise, and yeah, I loved it. Awesome. Uh, so, before we get into, I guess, our ultimate top tens, do we want to answer these questions you have, Steve, or do you want to wait until we get into finish that no, list? We could. Well, we oh. could ask. Uh, it's yeah, it's just like other top questions, so we'll do that first. Okay. Uh, the, f- the first one we touched on a little bit, but yeah. Uh, so this comes from my friend Mandy, and thanks, Mandy. You keep sending questions every week, and I really, really appreciate it. Um, so she says, "Hey, Squad, what was your biggest surprise and disappointment film in 2019?" Um, biggest surprise. I'll say the fanatic personally because I thought it was just going to be really, it was going to be terrible. And I ended up actually, I ended up really enjoying it. So I'll go with that. And then my biggest disappointment, um, I'm going to go with Pet Cemetery, Just because I think they really dropped the ball. Um, because the first movie I love, but I think there's 
like a lot of problems with it that they could have improved on and they didn't. So that's my biggest disappointment. I'm doing biggest disappointment three from hell for the reasons we already stated, just a giant miss on every level. And yeah, I'm going to copy the fanatic on that one. Cause it looked garbage, terrible. Everything about like this, the, the plot sounded like it'd be stupid as shit, which it kind of was, but it was still like very well done. And I, man, good movie. Uh, and for me, uh, my biggest disappointment is also probably Pet Cemetery, just because there's such an expectation for it, having loved the first one. And my biggest surprise, I'd probably say, uh, ready or not, uh, you know, when I saw the trailer, it looked good. I just didn't expect it to be, like, number two for me on that list, you know, where there's so many great movies in 2019. Uh, and, yeah, I just enjoyed every minute of it, so it was a total surprise. Uh, her second question is best horror performance of 2019. Ooh, it's a great question. Hmm. I'm gonna go. You know, I'm gonna give it to uh, Lapita and us. I mean, I thought she was great in that movie. Um, and yeah, I'll go with her. And she played two different roles. And yeah, I mean, I thought she was great. You come over to my house. <laughs> <laughs> was that her? Or was that me? No one will know. Um, <laughs> scared though. Uh, best actor. Best uh, performance. Best performance. Performance. Yeah. Let's go with uh, Ewan McGregor because the dude's amazing and he sold Danny Torrance very well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and for me, I mean, without a doubt, it was the sofa and killer sofa. I mean, just like <laughs> no, uh, I, I loved it. But as far as the series, I think Sabara Weaving in Ready or Not. Yeah, uh, the movie could have been bad, or not bad, but definitely not as good if they didn't get such a great actress to pull that off. And I thought her performance was great. A lot of great performances this year, too, because I mean, just like even though I didn't love the film, The Lighthouse, like both of them, yeah, could have oh, easily true. been best performance. Uh, and also, uh, like you guys said, I didn't mention it, but I watched Headhunter like yesterday or two days ago, mm-hmm. and that guy. Uh, I mean, the movie's basically just him, and he carries that movie on his shoulders and. It is awesome. Um, her next question, and she stole this from me from last year, but uh, most memorable moment in a horror film of 2019. Ooh. Ready or mm. not ending for me. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, I'm going to go with um, the cliff diving in Midsummer. That's... Yeah, that, that's actually the two that I had in mind as well. Yeah. Just like imprinted in my mind uh, one for fun and one for just absolute fucking just like whoa yeah what the hell yes. <laughs> and, and of course uh, the return of the Overlook Hotel as well for me yeah that was cool too um, and her final question and this one so we, we were having a back and forth conversation about this and I thought it was a great question that I can't wait to hear your answers on uh, finally how did you all build your lists what were the criteria that made you choose your films? I personally just chose them by deciding which movies I would most likely watch again. Uh, she's the one of the people who brought who sent us a list, so mm-hmm. that's what she's talking about there. But yeah, so what, like, what were the criteria that you guys were looking for when building this list? It's a great question. Um, for me, I guess it. I mean, mainly it's just how much I like them. Like when I watch them, pretty, you know, I'm you know which one kind of like had the biggest impact on me um or just the ones that surprised me the most um 
I mean, just, yeah, and then, like, I just just kind of go down the list. Um, and, you know, I think the hardest for me, like, my top five was kind of, like, done. Like, those are the top, those are definitely the five best movies, horror movies that I watched this year. Um, six through ten were definitely a little um, harder and more, you know, I definitely could have, they definitely could have been switched around and whatnot. And like I said, I really wanted to put the Nightingale on there and it just missed out. And there was a couple other that definitely could have made that, you know, six through 10, but I went for ones in that six through 10 range. I went for ones more that maybe aren't as um, well known like um, Harpoon and Bliss ones that I would like to see and Climax ones. I'd like to see get a little more recognition and, you know, kind of, I would like people to go out and watch. Right on. Uh, mine, I guess, similar how that made me feel. Um, you know, Haunt, like I said, had that, you know, festival, uh, you know, haunted, haunted house kind of thing. Dr. Sleep for the nostalgia to uh, The Shining. Annabelle 3, Brightburn, Child's Play, just for fun, horror movies, Midsummer for making you think. And then, just like that, I, I mean, I just make a Every time I watch a movie, I, you know, put it on a number and a spreadsheet, put my rating, and then at the end of the year, I just, you know, sort the ratings by what you know the highest ranks and then i just go for through that and just how they made me feel so yeah and i do something similar so yeah i will i i write down every movie that i see and i put a ranking next to it so i made a list based off that but then i kind of played around with the list because sometimes an eight in one film might not be the same as an eight on another film right because it's in horror it's such a like big genre and there's so many subgenres that it's hard to compare something like an indie movie to Dr. Sleep, right? So I kind of played around with it and then I fucked my list completely because I watched eight movies in the last week and three of them made my top ten so I had to like completely move shit around again. But uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun to do though and uh, I definitely watch a lot of stuff that I don't know if I would have otherwise so yeah, it was, it was fun. But that's it comes down to feeling in the end what I feel was my favorite. Do you guys have, like, the number in front of you of how many horror movies you watched this year? 63. Uh, i got to pull mine up one sec. Well, of 2019 films. I, I you know, it's way more than that. You watched 63 2019 films? Um, yep. Jeez. Sorry, 53. Okay. Well, that's still yeah, sorry, a lot. 53. Um, yeah, I watched, like, eight in the last week. It was like... I did... I only did 36 2019 movies but overall movies i did 213 yeah i have i have 127 horror movies on the here um and i a good i don't honestly know how many are 2019 but i'd say i it's got to be about 50 or 60 at least um oh yeah i got i got credit oh sorry i just kind of want to throw something another honorable mention out to the ranger um you know we had jeremy home on he was a awesome dude and uh that one's a, a, a fun watch so i definitely recommend checking that one out too yeah i was just gonna say i think one of the reasons i watched more 2019 films uh, horror films this year than any other year is because of shutter so they pump out a lot of new films and it's an easy way of watching like a lot of stuff and i've really grown to watch that service like a lot so i actually watch it probably more on netflix right now yeah, Shutter's yeah. Shutter's 2019 horror is a lot better than Netflix's 2019 horror, like by far. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly, and that's why like I've, I've probably seen so many films, like at least half of these, or maybe a little less than half, I saw on Shutter. So, 
And I know I know someone suggested that we do like a you know what to watch on streaming services. Um, a couple of the movies we mentioned, you know, like The Ranger. Uh, that one's on Shutter. Uh, Joe's Climax, if you like, that's on Amazon Prime. If you have Amazon Prime, it's for free. Um, and the Asian one you liked about the zombies, that's on Shutter too. So like, yeah, those are a couple ones you can check out if you have those services. Yeah, and one thing I'm trying to do after that we got that question is I'm trying to tell people if I saw it on one of the services, like when I when I mention it, so just so that people know that it's out there and easy, easily accessible. It's a good call. All right, so how about we get into our ultimate top 10 list? Um, so we ended up having uh, 21 total lists. Um, we're done, so thank you to um, everyone that gave us that sent in a list to us that we um, asked. Um, okay, here's a few stats before we get into it. 51 different movies received a top 10 vote, um, which to me is insane. Um, but hey, it just shows you know all of the good horror movies that that came out this year. Um, seven, seven different movies received first place votes out of those 51. Only one did not make um, the top ten list, and that movie was The Dead Don't Die. Um, okay, and then I wanted to give you guys um, your highest movie that did not make the list. So for Steve, his number five movie, Godzilla King of Monsters, did not make um, the top ten. For Todd, his highest was his number two movie, Extremely Wicked, Bastards. Shockingly Evil, and Vile. Did not make the top ten list, Fucking and bastards. my highest, which was Hagazusa at number four, did not make the list. Todd, you had five movies in your top ten that are not on this top ten. Jeez. Steve, you have three, and Joe also has three. Um, all right. So without further ado, let's get into the honorable mentions. These are um, the movies that just missed out on making the top ten. Okay, with um, I'm just going to say how many points they got um, based on my uh, point systems. Um, 56 points, um, Child's Play just misses out on making your top ten. Uh, with 48 points, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. And with 50 points, Annabelle Comes Home just misses out on making um, the top 10. All right. I'm so actually let's surprised play. with Child's Play because people shot on that movie so much when it came out. So I'm actually happy to see it got some love. Uh, on the yeah, list. right. Yeah. No, <laughs> it actually made, uh, let me see here if I have it. It made a decent amount of lists, actually, which surprised me as well. I think a lot of people liked it, just not to like it. You know what I mean? Okay, so Child's Play made um, five of the 21 lists, with its highest ranking being number two. Good, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Annabelle Comes Home actually made six lists, but their um, highest, her highest place was um, in number five. And what's the other one? Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark made um, four lists with um, its high actually being number one. It did get one number one vote. 
So, shout out to those movies. All right, and let's get into it. Uh, at number 10, we actually have a tie, folks. Both movies received 58 points. So, I mean, that's how close Child's Play was with 56. Literally only two points separated Child's Play from making it. But uh, at number 10, our tie, first one we have is One Cut of the Dead. One Cut of the Dead um, was uh, made six lists with its highest being at number three. So shout out to One Cut of the Dead. And also tied for 10th was The Lighthouse. The Lighthouse made four lists with its highest ranking in those lists being number two. That's actually impressive because uh, it was in limited release and it just came out on VOD. So I didn't think a lot of people would have seen it by now. Yeah. Uh, All right. Coming in at number nine was Climax. Climax made four lists with actually three. um, uh, This one shocked me. Three number one places for Climax. And I know two of them were from your people, Steve. So I... Maybe it's just the the, French, the Canadian and the French. <laughs> well, yeah, it's a French, it's a French movie, so yeah. <laughs> sure enough, the two people on the list are French Canadians. So. Yeah, and uh, yeah. the other yeah, and then uh, our friend Jesse from Trick or Treat Radio also rated it his number one movie. Uh, all right, coming in at number eight was Crawl. Crawl did not make any of our lists, but it made it made six lists overall. Um, with its highest rank being second. Oh, interesting. Yeah. It's a good yeah, movie. I, mean, I thought it was a fun movie. It was a fun movie. It just was kind of middle of the road to me. Uh, all right, coming in at number seven. Um, also made six of the lists is Haunt. Uh, Haunt... Uh, the highest ranking it received was a a third place um, rank. So, congrats to Haunt. Coming in at number six is making eight made eight different lists. At number six was Brightburn. Nice, so same as mine. Yeah, me too. I'll number six. Okay, well, coming in at number five, making eight lists as well, was It Chapter 2. All right, so here we go. The top four movies of 2019 incoming. Uh, The next one we have coming in at number four was Dr. Sleep. Dr. Sleep made nine of the lists. And uh, it's how it made it got two number one um, votes. So there you go, Doctor Sleep. Coming in at number three was Us. Jordan Peele's Us. Uh, Us did very well. Um, it made. Sorry, I'm counting it out. <laughs> Us made thirteen of the twenty-one lists. So, congratulations to us coming in at number three. Coming in at number two, um, and uh, this one, it, it it actually ended up not being as close as I thought, 
But uh, this movie at number two received 214 points and was on 18 of the 21 ballots. Was Ready or Not. Nice. Ready or Not. Yeah, Ready or Not received uh, five first place um, votes. And uh, yeah, congratulations to Ready or Not. And your best horror movie of... 2019, which um, received it received it actually received the less first place votes than Ready or Not. It received three, but it received quite a lot of um, second and third place votes. And that movie is Midsummer. Um, I mean, I think this is a really solid list. Um, I think it definitely shows, um, you know, kind of what everyone thought this year of the movies. But uh, yeah, I mean, what do you guys thoughts? I'm still surprised people liked it as much as they did. You guys included. It's, I I don't know. It just didn't do it for me. So, I don't know. Usually, and usually sequels get shit on, too. So, to, to see it once again on the list from, what, 2017? It was on my list then as well, the first one. Yeah. To see it on here again so high, I was just kind of surprised. Mm-hmm. You guys have actually predicted that that would be the number one this year. On last year's podcast, oh, did we? <laughs> yeah, what, well, mid summer? No, uh, it, oh, it, it chapter two, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know if we knew too much about midsummer at the time, or you guys knew about midsummer too much at the time. No, I didn't know so, much about it. I don't think as far as last year goes. Mm-hmm. All right, but it, it, yeah, yeah, chapter two was definitely on the top of your list, and so was a few others that didn't get, uh, like Pet Cemetery, and uh, you guys had mentioned a few others as well, but yeah, it's uh, mm-hmm. Midsummer, definitely worthy list, and yeah, the list. I mean, is is close to all of our lists. You know, like, so except for mine, I had a fifty percent. Yeah, this. So <laughs> fuck you guys. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, all right. Um, I mean, yeah, that. I mean, I thought 2019 in general was a. Re- I think it was a great year for horror. Honestly, um, I think there was a lot of good movies in there. Um, to me. Midsommar's uh, was kind of a cut above the rest of them, in my opinion, but, um, you know, I think Us, Ready or Not, you know, Doctor Sleep, uh, uh, you know, I think that top four, uh, according to this list of 21 people, um, to me is pretty accurate. So, you know, I think those are probably the four of the best movies of the year. So I think I think they did it right. Unlike last year when Halloween 2018 won and... Uh, I was not. I, I did not agree with that one. <laughs> Do you have the top ten from last year off the top of your head? Or I it? don't. I yeah. don't. No. Okay. I don't even think we did a top ten last year. It was top five. What was it? Okay. You did top five. Yeah. yeah. I know it was a quiet place at number two. Uh, I think you had. Un, did you have Unsane up there at number five? Probably. Uh, yeah, that sounds right. Quiet place is when I like to re- retroactively reduce. Um, the more the more I think about the plot and its holes, I just like I don't know if I like this movie as much. But like we said earlier, the sequel looks pretty damn good. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, all right, well, let's get uh, let's jump into this because uh, Bloody Disgusting released uh, a little article of 31 horror movies we can't wait to see in 2020. I'm not going to go over all 31 horror movies, but I just kind of wanted to highlight. Um, some of the big ones coming out this year, and uh, you 
guys have a take on it, go for it. Um, but coming out um, this Friday, actually, January 3rd, The Grudge Returns. Um, on I'll just, I'll just see it. What's that? I'll, I'll go see it. I, I, I really love the uh, the Grudge remake, the, like, the first time they did it. And uh, I don't know, I'm kind of interested in it. I have low expectations, which is always good sometimes. So, uh, yeah, I'm kind of excited about this one. All right, cool. Uh, on January 24th, we get The Turning, which um, stars uh, Finn Wolfhard. So that one um, kind of looks okay. It has in everything, man. Yeah, it does. I, I don't remember if we did a trailer review on that or not, but I feel like we, we did. Made that. Yeah. yeah we, it looks, we did it looks that, decent. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, another It Child um, is coming on January 31st. Um, Sophia Lillis, of course, who played Beverly Young Beverly Marsh, will be starring in the horror adaptation of Hansel and Gretel. So uh, we'll see about that one. Um, this one I'm very excited about. February 7th, Elijah Wood returns to the horror genre in Come to Daddy. That's that's probably one of my most anticipated so far. Yep, definitely. Um, February 14th, Blumhouse um, is reply- reprising the popular 70s TV show Fantasy Island in a horror atmosphere. I saw the trailer for this. It looks god-awful. It really does. <laughs> yeah. I think this might be a contender for worst of the year, just based off the trailer, mind you. Yeah, definitely. Um, February 21st, Brahms returns in The Boy 2. Okay. I don't think we need it. I don't uh-huh. know if we need a sequel. I like, I like the boy. It was. It wasn't the worst. Yeah, is it? That's the one where Brahms is really like someone living in the wall, right? Yeah, yeah that's right. Right. Yeah. So interesting. And Katie Holmes stars in that one. Uh, February twenty eighth, Elizabeth Moss stars in The Invisible Man. I'm looking forward to Are- that. Yeah, it should be interesting. Uh, March twentieth, A Quiet Place Part Two. Uh, April 17th, Antlers, which we did a uh, trailer review on. That one looks kind of interesting. This one is my most anticipated of the year, um, just based on uh, the trailer. But uh, April 24th, Antebellum. Have you guys seen the trailer for this one? No. Which one, Antlers or that? No, Antebellum. No. Okay, so the plot is successful author Veronica finds herself trapped in a horrifying reality and must uncover uncover the mind-bending mystery before it's too late. Um, it's from the producers of Get Out and Us. I don't know if it's an A... I think it's an A24 movie, but I'm not 100% sure. But I saw the trailer um, the other week when I went and saw... Um, I forget what I... Maybe it was before Black Christmas or something, but um, this movie looks really good. Um, May 15th, we get... The untitled Saw sequel. Um, Saw is returning, of course, directed by... Um, oh, not directed by, but um, written by Chris Rock and will be starring Samuel Jackson. Uh, Darren, oh, Darren Lynn Bosman is returning to direct. That one sounds like it's going to be wild. <laughs> uh, and then June 12th, we get Candyman. Um, that one I'm definitely anticipating as well. Um should be interesting. And then on July 10th, we get Ghostbusters Afterlife. Um, hopefully the sequel we've all been waiting for. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm super excited for this one. I mean, I'm a huge Ghostbusters fan. 
and to get you know a proper sequel to uh, the Ghostbusters, I think I'm really excited for this one. It's, uh, it could also easily be my biggest disappointment, so I we'll, guess we'll see. Yeah, definitely. Um, and, uh, I, I looked into Antebellum. It's not an A24 film. Okay. Which is a shame because it's coming out April 24th, which would have been perfect. <laughs> but yeah, it would have been. Missed opportunity, A24. Definitely. Um, and then on August 14th, we get uh, James Wan's return to the horror genre, uh, directing a, uh Italian giallo-style movie called Malignant. Uh, and then on September 11th, we get The Conjuring with one of the worst se- titles to a sequel I've ever heard, The Devil Made Me Do It. Um, and, oh yeah, October 16th, we get um, a remake of The Witches. That should be interesting. Um, maybe not specifically completely horror, but as a kid, that movie scared the shit out of me. So, be interested to see uh, a uh, readaptation of that with Anne Hathaway to star as the Grand High Witch. Um, and then, of course, one of the most anticipated ones of the year, probably October 16th, we get the return of Michael Myers in Halloween Kills. Another terrible sequel name. Oof. Surprised that's still a thing. Yeah. And then November 20th, maybe not completely horror, but I know a lot of genre fans will be excited for it, Godzilla versus King Kong. Yes. I can't wait. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, that's about it. Uh, Yeah, so a lot of exciting stuff coming out in 2020. Do uh, Do you guys have one you're most excited for, or...? Yeah, Elijah Woods movie. Excited for that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, true. There's a lot here. That, like, I mean, Conjuring the first two are just amazing. So I have faith that the third one, despite the terrible name, can be awesome. I mean, there's Ghostbusters, and there's a lot of stuff I'm looking forward to. But it's always the the ones I'd least expect that uh, right. Yep. Are coming at me. So yeah, it's good. I think it's looking like a promising year for 2020. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Um, yeah, I think there's a lot of big, you know, properties coming with The Conjuring and Halloween and stuff. And then, you know, you might have some of these, you know, smaller ones like Antebellum and Antlers and stuff that might surprise you. And um, I mean, I think Candyman should definitely be interesting. That could be the remake that either, you know, is a big disappointment like Pet Cemetery was this year, or will be a huge surprise, kind of like Child's Play was this year. So, I guess we'll see. Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised we haven't seen anything about the Saw like at all mm-hmm. since. Uh, I mean, I know it's been filming. Yeah, I they wrapped a long time ago. But yeah, there's nothing like nothing about that movie. It's crazy. Yeah. So, it's not. It's concerning a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. I do love my Saw though. Oh, yeah, me too. Yeah. yeah, it'll be fun to see it come back for October. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, so for sure. Except in May. May? Uh... Is it... Oh, is it not coming back in October? No, May 15th. Uh, that's Yeah, that is kind Which of Which is, like, pretty much horror suicide to put yeah. right in the middle of, like, superheroes the absolute prime of superheroes and everything. Yeah. Right. Well, they also say January is the dumping grounds for horror movies. Um, so we'll see uh, what happens with the grudge coming out. <laughs> Oh, last last year, uh, the first movie I saw in the year was uh, Escape Room. Yeah, yeah, me I didn't, too. I, I didn't was, personally I love it, but you guys did. Yeah, I, yeah, I didn't love it, but it was a nice surprise for a January movie for sure. Well, I think that's it. Oh, yeah. yeah, one more, one more thing. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so as of this podcast, the contest is now closed. So I'm going to gather all of the entries on social media and reveal the winner on next episode because it is another mega episode. Yes. So thank you to Jackie. everyone who entered. Sheesh. The hardest show I've ever tried to prepare yeah. for by far. Absolutely. Yeah. It changed again. One was hard, but oh my god! I still don't even have it. Done. I have it narrowed down to twenty, and like I don't even know what I'm gonna do. <laughs> it's hard, man. Yeah, absolutely. Like there's like there's some like I want to put creep on mine so bad, but it's just like so much better stuff, you know? Yeah, I love that. Creep's an honorable for me. Um, yeah. <sighs> Ultimately, I guess we'll talk about it more. It's just like what I what what can I watch over and over again is what's going to make it. Right. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, did... like my top my top three I had was like set in stone, and then from there yeah. I kind of went off. Yeah. Yeah, three is pretty easy. Yeah. Let me glance at mine real quick. Yeah, pretty... yeah, it's kind of yeah. weird eh, that the top five is like the easy part. It's the like second five that's like right. It's so tough. Like, oh my god. Is anyone going to have any horror comedies in their top ten for decade? No, I I was really close to putting one on, but it made honorable mention. Instead. Really, I think I know what it is, and that's going to be like my number two. Mm. Uh, all right, it's it's fucking hard, man. Yeah, but, um, definitely. Oh wait, okay, no, I have one in there, and it's pretty high up. Right. I forgot about. Yeah, I'm I almost right put now. two. I almost had two in my top ten. Yeah, I'll probably change this before I submit it <laughs> again. Yeah. I have one. I have like four different lists. Like I just look at the newest one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm looking at my list now. It's just it's, it's so tough. And again, it's like, is it horror? Is it not? It's just so like, oh man, I don't know. It's going to be a tough one. Yes, it is. I expect you guys to send me your blood money. Yeah, I for will. my <laughs> with a, a well well earned blood money with a nude signed picture. I will give it to you in Canadian dollars, so you will get twelve dollars instead of thirty. <laughs> That's true. We never did specify which dollar. No, it's fine. Yeah, thirty. <laughs> um, also, if uh, you know, we'll, if any any listeners want to submit their ten best of the decade, I will add it to our um, like ultimate list. We're, we're going to do so. If you want to do that, email us horrorsquadpodcast at gmail dot com with your top ten of the decade, and we'll we'll add it to the ultimates. Yeah, we're doing we're starting a new the with the trivia. Podcast. Is it though? Yeah, oh, yeah. the yeah. Horror Podcast. Yeah. New trivia next year. Starting off the year right with the twenty tens. Um, man, it's gonna be good. Hell yeah! Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be a good time. I think yeah, we, we got really tight at the end there was mm-hmm. with the trivia. Yeah. Like I, I was pretty far behind at one point but you had the comeback of the year dude i I got better as i got more comfortable and realized like what kind of style questions you guys had Mm -hmm. it's 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 tough like some weeks you're on fire and some weeks you're like a fucking dud yeah Yeah. (laughs) it's like damn i learned that i need to pay attention more to the films we watch because you guys (laughs) both put well yeah when they're fresh in our minds it's definitely uh yeah easier to ask like those questions and i also try i also try to pick stuff that i'm pretty sure everyone's seen and the best way to do that is stuff that we i know we've seen right so Mm -hmm. fresh watches are often going to be that yeah yeah all right well awesome 2019 thank you everyone for listening to all the 
2019 shows, and we got so much in 2020. It's going to be a fun, fun year. Definitely. Yes. Bye. Happy New Year. Bye, Bye. guys. Happy New Year. See ya. Deadly Grounds Coffee knows how important your coffee is to you. Every batch is roasted to perfection with a unique special method that brings out the richest, deepest, smoothest flavor you'll ever find. We're coffee freaks too, and deadly serious about our brew. Just one sip and you'll know why we say, once you go deadly, you don't go back. It's truly coffee to die for. So when you're ready to get a little deadly, get online and order yours at getdeadly.com. It's coffee so good, it's scary.